check. Check. Here yeah. I am. Yeah, so what I was thinking was that we would just flow in this podcast and it would just sound really good Yo. and make people... Check. Hello. Make people feel good. Say it. Make people feel good and remind people what it's about and just to just be a nice space where they're hanging out with us and reflecting on things that they also think about and have their own opinions on. And luckily... We don't know the answers, so we can be super humble about that. Okay. That was pretty good. I know we were just doing a mic check, but that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like the angels are with you and you have the, your words about you. Do a little clap slate. Think that was loud enough? That's more like it. <laughs> Let's get this fucker started. We're going to fucking torch the veil today, baby. Burn it down. Burn that fucker. (laughs) (laughs) Peek through the curtain. Yeah, a little peek through the curtain, but like not a a peek through the curtain. It's like, fuck the curtain. What the fuck are we doing? Uh, Incinerate it. Incinerate that motherfucker. Okay. Yeah. That's probably what we'll be doing tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, totally. You know, we're doing, uh, we're going to meet up with our, our dear friend, Robert Ryan, who made this. Yeah. Incredible artist and tattoo artist. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go meet up with him and sit in his temple and try to get abducted by aliens with some Syrian ruined mushrooms. Ooh. Yeah, so Ooh. I, was talking to, I was talking to my friend Jay last night, our friend Jay, mm-hmm. and he was saying, we were talking about the difference between acid and mushrooms, and he's like, are you more scared of one or the other? I'm like, I'm definitely more scared of mushrooms because with mushrooms, I feel like I'm interacting with entities and they have their own prerogative and... Yeah. Uh, and with acid, I'm like, it seems very pure to like this incarnation or maybe multiple or incarnations, but like mm. this soul and it feels very personal. Yeah. But with mushrooms, it's like, oh, hey, <laughs> hi there. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> sometimes it feels like she's punishing you shit from many lifetimes ago. Yeah. <laughs> with acid, it does. It feels more like uh, it's it's on you. Mm-hmm. And and if you're square with yourself, you know, if you if you have a good a, a good vision of, of who you are and uh, or if you're torching the veil and you're like, I don't know who the fuck I am and it doesn't matter and I'm just going to yeah. ride the wild, yeah. it can be really fun. But mother- mushrooms can be a whole different thing. The way I first was best able to explain it and understand it is that with acid, you're like the driver and with the mushrooms, you're the passenger. <laughs> you're definitely the passenger. Oh, we didn't turn the heat off. I'll do that. Yeah, let's just do that real quick. You know, we like to have fun on this podcast. And in order to have fun, you have to be able to hear us. Yeah, we pride ourselves in our really good sound. So, <laughs> no, we do. Every time someone's like, oh, what are your mics? I'm like, yeah, because we sound so good. You have to sacrifice uh, good looks, though, to have it because, like, this looks ridiculous. We're gamers, you know, we're in a gamer yeah. reality and we're just playing our part. <laughs> we're playing our part in the game. Yeah. Our game, we just don't have, like, controllers. No. Well, I mean, we do, but there's self-doubt and self-limitation. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you kind of figure out how to work with those factors and, and to fucking release yourself from the cage and to torch the veil, to fucking see beyond all the illusions, to transcend all the fucking the paranoia and the anger and the separation and become one again with ourselves and with each other beautifully put yeah we're off to a strong start 
No, I mean, I, I just, I want to say that because I don't know, I'm feeling super, uh, excited and inspired. We got vaccinated. So, um, you know, we're able to open up a little bit. Last night we saw two of our favorite fucking artists. We're so lucky. We just get to hang out with our favorite artists. Uh, Danny, shout out to Danny Cole and, uh, James Fisher Smith, like both of them, the real deal. Like they are the fucking real deal. They're really doing this thing. And they come over here and they fucking tell us how influential we've been in their life. Yeah, because they just came to our apartment like two years ago and then a couple times since then. And they're like, it's really had a positive impact. I'm like, I was talking to Gail because we're both like, what we do comes so naturally and easy to us. But it seems to really affect people and be like a positive aspect of their life. Just sharing space and us like, because it's, it's kind of you can create this nurturing environment that... Mm not everyone has built for themselves in their own life, you know, especially when you're 19 and in New York city, you're yeah. like, everything's art and not really like Danny was saying, he's like, I don't have a living room. Like I'm just, it's work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's fun to kind of show people a sense of home and that's a compliment they were giving us. You're like, you make, you make us feel so at home. And it, it's so funny because I feel like I spent most of the, th- the night just listening. I don't think I've, I barely said anything last night. I was just kind of absorbing their wisdom and I was like, I was super impressed because we, we talked about everything. We talked about fucking creativity and art and romance relationships and just hearing the, the level of maturity, these dudes that like, I'm fucking twice Danny's age. He's fucking 21 years old. Like, come on, man. And, and he's, his, his wisdom is online. He's, he's very smart because he's devoted his life to, to art. And he almost recognizes everything else as static. And he's got this one very focused vision. And he's so young to, to have, have woken up to that. So um, it's just, to me, it's really fun being around free people. Well, I feel like you're comparing yourself to him where his path isn't really your path, you know? What do you mean? Like, your path has been relationship, like we've talked about. Oh, you yeah. You know, so... You're not fucking up. Don't worry about oh, it. Oh no, no, no. I I I never think I'm fucking up. I I like I love exposing myself to all kinds of people in all kinds of condition. And wh- what I found through that, it doesn't really fucking knock away my sense of who I am. So, I feel like I can expose myself to that stuff without getting pulled into people's fucking gauntlet of whatever. But these guys are just radiating pure love and you can feel it in their art and you can see it in their writing and there's a lot of humor there and there, there's a lot of like young man ambition and it's really cool to fucking, you know, get a little bit of that and, and just kind of take it all in and um, see where people see, see where people are netting out after this pandemic because like we've, we've really just seen the same group of people for the past year. So now that we got this vaccine, we can open that up a little bit, see some of our old friends, make some new friends. To me, I'm just like, I'm super excited and things seem like they're moving really fast. It feels like people are ready to manifest. Yeah, things are moving so fast that I didn't even consider like not getting the vaccine. I'm like, I don't, I I want to be on the page where people are hanging out maskless and be ready for it, you know? Yeah, I think some people just uh, aren't ready for this thing to end. And and the funny thing about those people, I'm talking about anti-masker, anti-vaxxer, anti, this isn't even a real thing to begin with. It's like, you think you're the type of person that is over this, that was never in it, whatever. You don't want this to end. You don't want this to end. It's doing something for you and the little fucking tiny drama of your life that you don't want it to end. Because I, I don't know, I can't see 
a lot of reasons to not take this vaccine. But I definitely got called a little bitch by one of our close friends the other day for taking it. That's that's fucking pretty heavy thing, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've ever called someone a little bitch to their face without getting fucking the shit slapped out of me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that you don't know. Like, hindsight is always 20-20. And I think... I'm not banking on, I'm not a huge fan of uh, major pharmaceutical companies. I'm not super psyched to take a vaccine, but this is the predicament that we're in. And I'm, I'm trusting that with the information that I have, that it's the best thing for us. And I guess I, the way I've been thinking about it is that I'd rather, everyone in my life has gotten the vaccine. Mm -hmm. I'm in the same boat with them. If I'm paranoid about the vaccine, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna protect myself from the vaccine. The people I love more than I love myself have gotten this fucking thing. Yeah. So I might as well just join the party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, I think that just shows kind of um, not not that there's a right or wrong or not that we know anything, but uh, our mindset is more tuned to the collective than the individual. I, I think that has something to do with the way we've merged essences and been able to kind of go to a more zoomed out cosmic view of things and i just feel like part of a big macro organism and what would be the best thing for this macro organism is that we weren't all isolated and terrified by a virus because i think that's way worse for us than um whatever the paranoia about getting this vaccine is i'm more paranoid about get i mean i know enough people who have gotten coronavirus and had months of brain fog yeah. Of, of every time they exercise, they feel exhausted. Like, I really don't want that experience. Yeah. I really don't want that. Um, and I haven't really heard. I, I've just at this place that, um, yeah, it's, it's obviously it's a personal decision. But when there's people in my life, like your sister, Caitlin, who um, can't maybe hold the vaccine, yeah. you know, her body kind of will like everything is. So it's like you have to protect someone who can't keep a vaccine you know yeah and i mean and that's what somebody whose knee-jerk reaction is like oh you gave in you're a little bitch it's like look i'll hold space for you getting this little demon out of your system and you feeling like you know you expressed your concern but i think it's kind of a point of privilege to even to to be right now in a situation where you're saying i'm not going to take this vaccine i think that's a little bit of a point of privilege because to me it's not about me it's about my sister Mm -hmm. It's about my sister's kids, you know? It, it's about being able to be around my community again and get the nutrition I need to fucking keep doing my thing. So it it's selfish and it's not. But, you know, trust me, I'm not psyched about this stuff. It, it's, not, it's not like I'm psyched about it, but it's just so fucking funny when you see someone get on their high horse and, like, fancy themselves some sort of fucking revolutionary because they don't want to get this shot. It's like, homie, like, are you fucking serious? Are you serious? You well, think you're fucking some, you, you know, you, 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 some sort of free thinker? It's like you're infected with paranoia. You're fucking straight up infected with paranoia. And, you know, to me, that's just a symptom of the, the separateness that our species have become. Yeah, there's a, a, I think people have like a personal anti-authoritarian thing. That is, that's their path to walk. And thank God that people like that exist. You know, it's the, it's the rainbow spectrum of, but I'm actually pretty grateful that I'm, I'm, I'm I don't feel that way right now. You know, that I'm not yeah, super paranoid because 
I've gotten to this place where I'm like, I can trust that everyone and everything is self self-interested. You yeah. know, that's like something that just gives me peace. I'm like, yeah, yeah these pharmaceuticals want to make money. Yeah, credit card companies want to start doing a, a passport. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. But that doesn't negate the fact that the coronavirus is r- a real thing that uh, modern technology and science needs to deal with and we need yeah. to react to. And we like, I'm grateful that we've even been able to get the vaccine, yeah. that we are going towards opening up again, That that it is something that, you know was promised that we'd get it by may and we got it by may you know yeah yeah i i mean if you don't at this point if you don't think coronavirus is real or was real um get to know more people yeah right we know people that have died from it my family had it it's real it's different than other things like are you fucking kidding me we just went through a year of isolation to try to get through this thing and now there's going to be people who think they're revolutionaries Mind you, the same people who will come over here and smoke and snort anything I put in front of them. If you want to be a revolutionary, don't pay your fucking taxes. Stop funding the war machine. Fucking, like, let's do this. Let's really fucking do this. You're going to pick and choose and just be like, oh, no. And it's all based on these little fucking rumors and bits of information and not having faith in yourself, therefore not being able to have faith in anything that is presented to you in this world. It's a sickness. The amount of people, like we were saying the other morning, the amount of people would have to be in the conspiracy of... Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah exactly. The amount, it's, it's like the moon landing. It's, uh, you know, what do they, what do they say? 70,000 people would have had to be in on, on pulling together that conspiracy to pull off the moon landing, and none of those 70,000 people have ever stepped out of line. Mm. Like, like, let's just... Some, sometimes, I was just saying to you this the other day. Sometimes you just really got to apply the Occam's razor thing. Sometimes the most obvious thing is true. We're lucky as a species that we just went 100 years without one of these fucking pandemics wiping us off the planet. Spanish flu almost did. How did we get out of it? Masks and vaccines. Masks and vaccines. <laughs> you know, people, like straight up people who I think are smart are like, masks don't work. That makes no sense whatsoever. Well, then how the fuck do doctors and nurses and surgeons, why would they, why do they wear them and how do they not get easily transferable diseases all the time? Like, come on. Like, you know, like that's where you want to fucking point your faith. That's what you want to do. You want to fucking point it towards more stories of paranoia about each other. Like, and if we are co-creating our reality, maybe we should just envision that this vaccine is a good thing. Or it's just a placebo or that's going to help us get all back together. Who cares? And that we're moving in the right direction. Yeah. yeah. At least that's what I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. I guess we needed to rant a little. Is that what happened? We need to rant a little? Uh, I guess. I don't know. I think when you're torching the veil, it ain't so pretty all the time. <laughs> well, I kind of love that we like that we don't know. Like everything can cannot be done or said in certainty. You just got to do the best with what you have and what makes sense with common sense. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Look, I might not know what the fuck is going on, and I I will be the first person to claim that. But I know I'm I'm so attuned to my soul that I know um, I'm not making the decision to get the vaccine out of fear. I'm not. I'm doing it out of love for my life, my family, my community our financial stability, like, yo, it's, it's real easy to sit, to sit there and say, don't do that. Oh my God. I can't believe you gave in. How am I going to make money when we get called for a job? You don't think the first thing they're going to fucking say is, are you guys vaccinated? 
Like, yeah. how are we going to keep this whole thing going? The the resistance, the, the the fear and paranoia and resistance to getting the vaccine, to me is worse for my soul than just fucking getting this thing. Yeah, it's it's worse, you know. So so when 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 you're confronted and and this is it's it's great, it's great because I think a lot of people think we're like that, and they can tell us, you know, they they can tell us the thing. Remember that girl that came over here and was like, George Floyd was part of a cabal. This is all planned. He's a fucking, he's a meth addicted animal. You know, like she tries to purport herself to be spiritual and all this stuff. And she's telling us about all this fucking pure insanity. And it's like, homie, why don't you just like look at it for what it is? We're, we're in a fucking quarantine. Police brutality has been out of control for goddamn decades. An innocent black man was killed on the streets and our immune system fucking caused a reaction. And shit start. We we started to run a fever together. Yes, we play this game with fear of not being able to accept certain things as true because, yeah. like, our fear would be out of control if if we were like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm people will exploit situations. That doesn't mean the situation doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. So. Exactly. Just, There's going to be bad actors in any of these types of scenarios. Yeah. I am, trust me, I don't have a rose-colored view of the world and what capitalism does to people and what the powers that be do to control us, all that stuff. I just think when you're, I, I think we're getting into like, look, and there's, there's probably truth to it all. There's probably fucking truth to it all. Most definitely. What, uh, what I'm saying is I want to get on with my life. I'm ready to move on with my life. I'm ready for the coronavirus chapter to be over. And I'm willing to do with what the collective seems to want to do in order to do that. Yeah, I think I think where it gets blurry is it feels like we're so brainwashed and what information is allowed to be disseminated mm-hmm. is very controlled. And so it's it does get kind of sticky yeah. and icky because, you know, our medical system, our healthcare system is not... Is, is so flawed like it's not it's profit driven right there like what what else can you even what what do you have to say about any of our fucking institutions it's what our fear and paranoia has been institutionalized all of our fucking institutions are rooted in that and rooted in fucking taking advantage of us and it's a sad thing you know and 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 what happens from a very young age is the cultural veil gets pulled over your eyes and you start with the self-limitation and self-doubt that ends up fucking m- making you who you are. You know, we get in our own way. We, we allow that, th- that thing, this fucking huge algorithm that we're caught in, that humanity's caught in, we allow it to influence us and, and stop informing us about who we are and thinking that we're going to figure out who we are through other people. Mm-hmm. And that's just, uh, it's, it's just not how it goes down. Yeah. I don't know if this is the the appropriate follow up, but you know, I think there's a a lot of people that believe that they're they're so healthy that they couldn't that the coronavirus wouldn't affect them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why don't you just apply that logic to the vaccine? Exactly. Like, exactly. okay, if you if you can self regulate your body, maybe this thing that has been put inside of you, you can self regulate and still be a healthy person. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I th- I think it's all I, it's all fun to talk about, I guess. 
oh, this is just, it's fun to explore because it's funny because we go, we go to explore it and I just love figuring out my own contradictions. You know, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's like you, you, you get that little fucking tinge of righteousness and you start to fucking go and go in on it. And then you're like, I'm fucking full of shit. I don't know anything. And that, that's kind of why I, uh, I'm a little bitch who submitted to the fucking, to the, to the thing. It's cause it's like, I don't fucking know anything. I don't fucking know jack shit. I know that a um, hundred years ago we were able to get ourselves out of this mess with a, a, a similar process. So why don't we try that again? Well, even when I'm going to the hospital and seeing like all these nurses and, and hospital staff and everyone, you know, working hard and digital, digitally to make this happen and, and the researchers and everyone who came together. And I'm going to be like, all y'all who studied for this shit, fuck you. You know how fucking on your own high horse you would have to be to go into one of these situations where there's where there's vaccines being handed out to look at the situation and to think that all these people are fucking in on something? Like, where are you going? You're going further towards separation. They are in on something, though, and they don't even know it. You know what I mean? We all are in on something, but... We were listening to Terrence McKenna say that the universe may be more benevolent and maybe if we could start seeing the universe as more benevolent and not against us, we could probably have a chiller time here, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, you can see it as a mass conspiracy and everything's against you or things are going for you and this isn't, you know? Yeah. Perspective shifters. I, I think we should fucking, as a whole, and it seems like people are down with this because as dorky as it is, people being like, here, here's a selfie. I, I got my vaccine. It's kind of cool. It's like, we're all showing like, Hey, we'll do what we got to fucking do to, to, to get on with this. So we can go have our adventures again. You know, we'll do So, you know, I'm kind of proud of those people and the people that are being like a little bit more like curmudgeon about it, like, uh, whatever. I, I'm fine with that. I kind of like those people, you know, I'm I, glad they exist. I, I'm glad they exist. I really dig their perspective and I'm, you know, and, and I, I dig that, um, cause it's in me to question things to their core yeah. for sure. I'm, Definitely. But we're questioning something to its core when, when the questioning is rooted in fear, you're just going to find evidence for that. You're just going to fucking keep finding evidence for how it's all against you. That's what I would say. When I look at, you know, the anti-vax evidence, I'm like, I don't know. This doesn't really stand up to me, you know, like this big point that you're like, this happened and this happened and and Bill Gates did a thing on for COVID-19. I'm like, yeah, because the next virus was going to be called COVID-19 no matter what. Like these happen in sequential order (laughs) and we were going to hit a get a virus and this was going to happen. It's very obvious what he was doing. You know? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying he's a benevolent bil- billionaire. No, you know, he's I'm definitely not... one of the first on the guillotine when the revolution starts. You're gonna get us banned sure. from YouTube. Uh, come on. <laughs> it was a joke. Say lol. We're already fucking banned from YouTube. Mm. <laughs> they demonetized us. Like, come on, man. We have films that actually could be making us money. They demonetized us because of what we talk about on this podcast. I think they also demonetized us because of the context of content of the films. What the fuck is in the films? Cursing. Reality. Reality. A, a real view of what American <laughs> society is like, what people are actually going through. Well, that's not what the advertisers want to to be associated with. Yeah, I, I, I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. 
but I also think we're shadow banned. Now people write to us. They're like, oh my God, I missed your last two episodes. I put, I fucking put on the notifications and it won't send me the notifications. <gasps> yeah. This, uh, this happened to a few other people we know too, where it's just like, they just like, they're not going to make a big thing about it. They just like kind of quietly take you out of the mix. Funny. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I would keep blasting the signal out there and put it on multiple platforms. We'll figure out a way. The people that need to hear us are hearing us right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm not really worried about I'm, I'm it. I'm not concerned about it. Uh, you know, the idea of, of expanding our uh, our community excites me, but I'm not, I don't care about viewership or anything like that. I, whatever whatever path people find us and find this community, that's fine. I, I don't need to see our numbers go up. We're not looking for advertisers. We never will be. We're trying to cut out all the middlemen. We're we're trying to say if you support us, you could just send us money directly. Like we don't need to have YouTube involved. We don't need to have fucking. We don't really even need to have Patreon involved. We don't need to have these other entities that are like the middleman taking their little cut just for putting us together. Like, no, it doesn't need to be like that at all. Yeah, I think uh, adaptability is the name of the game. Mm-hmm. At least I've found, you know. Yeah. Flowing with it. Yeah. And not getting too caught up of like, oh, I'm fucked. I'm screwed. I'm this. No, it's like new opportunity. Yeah. New you'll find you'll find your footing, you'll find your way. Yeah. I, I think that um you know, the the stuff that you and I like the the muddy waters we've been fucking in this past week have had a lot to do with uh self limitation and self doubt. And uh, it's it's those are those are one of those things that can be going on in a low grade way for a long time, like really on the subtle plane. And then we're, see, we're lucky we have each other, because because I can see you do it in such a blatant way that might have otherwise slipped under the radar, and remind you. And if it resonates with you, great. If not, it's like uh, I'm just being fucking full of shit or whatever. Like sorry about that. But you know, same thing. You catch me. Like just those, those, those like little things that we do. We like we set up like a fucking whole labyrinth of nonsense to get in the way of what we're really trying to express and achieve and say. Yeah. I think on this path, I'm finding so much value and accountability, accountability with your partner, accountability with the community. Um, and I kind of want to expand that I'm in an art group that we meet like once a month and we kind of show and share our work ahead of time and give each other different assignments and, that's cool. It's been really cool. And it just seems, uh, it's like, it's not for everybody, but for who people who need it, you know, it's, you can find people who can help keep you accountable because someone else wants them to keep them accountable. Mm. You know, I've been thinking also about needing advice and I don't know who to call for advice. Oh, Cass, that's funny that you bring that up. I was just thinking the other, I was thinking yesterday, I'm like, I've, I don't have a mentor. Yeah. Or I don't can't or even, really think of somebody who's like in this, you know, in the same lane as us. That's just like a little ahead. Like I just can't like who is, I mean, I don't even think that that's so much important. You know, like we get our relationship advice from Joey, you know, like yeah. our friend who's how Single many and 26. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like his life doesn't apply to our life, but it's like you're, it's common sense. Yeah. He can look at our life and our situation and with a loving heart, give us some reflections. Mm. And I think that's kind of what I'm at this crossroads where I'm like, oh, I, I, I thank God for my mom, honestly, because yeah. I wouldn't know. I've thought this my entire life. 
I'm so attached. Like if there's one thing I cling to in this life, it's her and that relationship because she's someone I call when I don't know or when I've sent someone some like a kind of a raw text and I'm kind of have to clear my conscience. I call my mom and I'm like, hey, I did this thing and am I okay? And she's like, that was not cool. But yeah, you're okay. Mm. Like it makes sense. Um, As you get older, that'll... Um you'll you'll have more of that voice for yourself it's happened i don't yeah. i and i realize also you by tighten this a little bit I, do you hear like do you hear that it doesn't tighten anymore do you want to get me a different headset it's weird because no matter what headset i give you it makes noise it, it must be i don't know anyway but yeah, yeah that that voice comes online for you as you get older right yeah and i also it's wisdom yeah and there's certain things you don't want to ask your mom advice for <laughs> especially in our lifestyle yeah, because then she gets invested and she gets upset and then, you you know. Yeah. But um, as someone who really likes giving advice myself, I'm like, oh, I need to find the others. Mm. You know, the others, people who are looking for someone to reflect back to them a different perspective. Yeah. You know, because it makes me feel really good. You're so good at it. You're so good I at think it. I am good at it. And I think I'm good at it because I'm practical. I'm grounded. And I'm somewhat creative. And I don't think, I think sometimes I give advice to people who don't want it. And I really don't want to do that because I, I see it fall flat. And I also, but I, um, basically I'm just putting out into the universe that I'm like in, in the mode for advice trades, because even if you give advice or receive advice, it's about hearing what works for you. It's like doing a tarot reading. It's like you see the mirror of what applies Absolutely. to you. So with receiving advice, like I, most of the time I call my mom, I'm like, okay, I appreciate your advice. It's annoying to me. I don't want to do what you're saying. But to have another perspective helps me clarify my own vision. Mm. You know, and I think that's um, like a service we can offer each other. So I'll probably figure out ways to facilitate that. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. And, um, I don't, I, I find myself, I maybe because of our dynamic and because you're so good at it and like, we're just always together. I don't really find myself dishing it out that much at all. Oh, I can't help it because I'm a problem solver. Yeah. You yeah. tell me your problem and I will try to solve it. I'll yeah. be like, we got this. You'll do, we'll do this and then that, or you see it this way. And I, you know, it's really inappropriate to do it non-consensually, but um, to me, it's got to be a very close friend and they got to be really backed into a corner. Exactly. They got to be really backed into a corner because um, like, I, I just know how much better it is if they discover that themselves. But mm. then, but then we get the reflection like last night, people like these, these two homies coming through and like this fucking thing you said to me changed my, my approach. And it's like, oh, well, good thing I didn't fucking hold that back or whatever. Like, you, you needed to hear it. You were opening. To, you were open to hear it. I just assume most people aren't or, or couldn't care. Well, I think when you're giving, receiving advice from someone, they don't know better than you. You know, no one knows better than you. No. So whether or not you follow the advice is pretty much a moot point. Yeah. But to see how maybe someone else who's not as emotionally connected to whatever the problem is yeah. or the situation yeah. would maybe navigate it. It's so much easier to see someone else's life and be like, Oh, I would do this, this and this. But when you're in your own life, you're like so energetically, emotionally overwhelmed by even taking the first step. Yeah. We can't move out of this apartment. 
I know. Like, you know, not that that's like a a big indicator of stagnation or anything. In fact, I don't think, I think it's the opposite. I think it's helped us not stagnate in a way. But we do envision ourselves with more space and being able to have more people around and a lot more music going on and louder music going on and all of that stuff. But it's almost like we don't give ourselves permission to go there. And like Mare was over here the other day and she's like, I've thought it since the fucking first day I met you guys. I've seen you guys in some upstate place with a recording studio and like artists coming there to finish projects and to do this and to, you know, write new things or whatever. And just like someone else seeing that for us, like, I don't know, that impacted me a little bit. I'm like, okay, cool. Because I feel like that's a a vision we have for ourselves, but then we have our self-doubt about it. And we're like, oh, well, we're, we're good at this thing now. Why? And I say it to you all the time. Every time you bring up trying to have a record label, I'm like, what's that have to do with our life? Yeah, you say, you don't know how much work a record label is. How much money goes into it. How much it money it goes what, into what is it. That? And... What is that? That's me self-limiting and trying to spread that to you. Why would I want to go there? Why do I want you in that fear mess with me? Well, because you're self-conscious that you're like, you should probably just find a record producer and date him. And I'm like, whoa, okay, I'm sorry. This was a joke. I don't care about well, record that, that's labels. That's just my sharp tongue, you know? Yeah. Well, because because in those moments, um, using what you're saying, like as a vision for our future, as a reason that you don't like what's going on now. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, you're with a fucking A-list motherfucking filmmaker. Yeah. What are you talking about? Like, Cass, we've made hit movies together. Yeah. You And you want to, like, leave that behind for this dream of recording other people's music? Uh, like, I'm like, this seems absurd. And it's so funny because as our life goes on, I'm like, that seems more in line with, with who we are than anything. The running around making films is, like, actually extremely um, discomforting for us. It makes us go broke. It like it, it puts us it puts us in all kinds of fucking binds. Well, if we created a creative space where we could like this is the beginning of us creating content. Like this is just like a yeah. little offering. But yeah. I think as we, if we were to expand and and look, I think it's good to have your desires and your dreams and bring them to the surface, even if you're just to push them away. Because once you know them and what they are, it can inform kind of what you go towards or what resonates, or it can just. Uh, yeah, you kind of want to know that stuff. Well, that that's why um the the occasional desire inventory is really good. Do a good do a solid meditation and when you come out just just write down all your desires. And doing a fear inventory is is the same thing. It's a great way to fucking start to uh banish those demons. Yeah, right. Excavate what's run, really running the show. Yeah. Yeah, figure out who you are. Well, I will say this makes me very happy to hear because I told you I would throw out that dream, and I did. But it's so funny because when you come around to it, I'm like, okay, we just have to do things at Sean's pace, and that's fine. And and that's we have what... to do things at your pace is the is the reality. That's how it seems to me. I'm like, okay, we'll slow down. Yeah. Guess we're always whoever's keep whoever's the weaker link is slowing us down. Sometimes it's you, sometimes it's me. Yeah, yeah. We're I mean we're doing a we're we're doing a different approach than most people. I'm just super excited because even to ha- I remember when I was seventeen 
just like crying, crying. Why? I don't know what I want to do with my life. Yeah. I don't know what I want to do. I don't care about anything. I don't like anything. So to care, to be excited, to be excited by anything. Yeah. Is like, that's like winning the lottery. I know. That's, that's why you and I take every ride that excites us for all it's fucking worth. Yeah, man. Yeah. And trust that if you're not excited by anything, like time changes that mm -hmm. things will excite you just expose yourself to more things. But if you are excited by things and you do have a passion for something, but maybe no money or know how you have the gift, like caring about something enough to work on it, caring enough to try to envision it as part of your future. That is that's everything. Mm -hmm. It's a compass that guides your life yeah. and guides your decisioning and guides the kind of conversations we have with friends who are also big dreamers and thinkers mm -hmm. and who you could possibly collaborate with. And it just, it's, um, so, uh, it's everything. Mm -hmm. Ideas are so much more valuable than money. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and, and again, it's like, it's so refreshing hanging out with, uh, these young boys who are really making a go at like being fucking recognized artists, like in, in the gallery world, like we recognize them because we, it's like, you're the real deal. You are the art project, dude. And they're making this stuff, but they're really making a go at it. And it's just like, it's so refreshing to be around people um, who have a sense of that path and their passion is just like, it's contagious because it's love. It's love. And I think when, when we talk about holding space, that's all we're saying. It's like someone, it, when you're, when you're centered and when you know who you are, there's nothing that's going to really throw you off too bad in, in any direction. And you're holding space, preferably in love because that's where people want to rise to. So if you give them the opportunity to, if you don't immediately get in an argument about them with, with them about the vaccine or whatever, instead you just, you slow down listen to your breath, listen to them without absorbing the paranoia and the fear, hold space and love. That's where people want to go to. They will join you there if you fucking hold space in there. You can say, look, I see the fucking, I, I, I see the net you're caught in. I, I see it and I recognize it, but here we are. We're, we're here. Yeah. I mean, compassion is so important, especially for other people and for yourself. Like right now we're like, we're making the case of why to get the vaccine because that's the decision we made, you know? Yeah. And we're also, but when someone else is making the case against the vaccine, it's like, okay, what also, I mean, our traumas, their traumas, like what led them to be so distrustful? Exactly. And that's, exactly. I mean, that's a, a compassion ex extender. And it, it's like, also, I don't want to tell someone to get the vaccine because I don't fucking know. Yeah. Like hindsight, like I keep saying, is 2020. I'm, not telling, I'm not telling anyone to, to get or not get this. I'm saying think twice before you flex your judgment to, towards somebody who's made a decision for their life, for their family, for their community. Like, like think twice before you go there, you know? I mean, I feel like especially because like a lot of this for me, and I, I don't know, this seems wild thing to say, but it seems like it emanates from like people who fucking want to feel oppressed in some way, but wouldn't know real oppression if it fucking slapped them in the face because their life is so far from that. And they, and they want to kind of be in on that narrative. 
So, you know, it's, it, I, I just think it's like, it's a low frequency to operate in that you're, that you're oppressed in some way, you know, as a fucking white person in America, you're oppressed. Yeah, we all are, but like, get real, get real with your fucking self. You know what I mean? Like, are are you clinging for a story of oppression? Are you clinging to your individuality and you want to stand out as being the person who didn't take this thing? That's cool. Take it or don't take it. Just don't say shit to me about how I did take it. I took it for a lot of fucking reasons. I'm not a fucking idiot. I've done, I've done my research. I know what resonates with me. I know what doesn't. And, uh, yeah, I took this thing for the greater good of the community. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta feel for yourself and what feels right you know what your intuition says and try to try to unpack whether it's coming from a place of fear or love or acceptance i i mean i told you i was like if you don't want to take this i won't take it with you like i I don't i don't want to fight about it you know like i don't i don't want to make it part of my identity being in opposition to the vaccine or what's going on like i of course am nervous about the direction that we're going as a culture and a society. And from what I've heard astrologically, we are going to be in probably three years of very totalitarian energy, but I plan on living a lot more than three years. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to ride this wave a little, try to look out for people, try to spread some love, but. Mm-hmm. And, and when I, I feel like when you're operating from a pure and truthful place, people recognize that people want to rise to that and they they want to join you there that's the fucking the best virus this universe has to offer is that the love vibe because when you're operating from that place all the they's the they the this the, it becomes you mm-hmm. and it's and it really starts to fucking shift the way we're operating it starts to to it starts to have a more zoomed out perspective on life you start to feel more at home and connected here. Obviously, psychedelics have helped us a lot with that. You know, they, they really, you know, very temporarily show you the highest watermark of, of where, where your soul's at. And you can decide if you want to live in accordance with that or not afterwards and in, in integrating it. But every time I've taken psychedelics, no matter how, what angle I've tried to fucking torch the veil from it always comes back to this feeling of love acceptance you know like the mushroom tells us again and again and again like it's okay this might be painful but it's okay mm-hmm. yeah 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 and it's mu- viral as much as we torch the veil our human ego is so much stronger than whatever blowtorch we have so it's yeah. like <laughs> remembering too yeah that yeah oh here i am back again okay yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course yeah, we were listening to Terrence McKenna say something about how, you know, because I always hear him talk about psychedelics and like, and life, and I, I think of us all as being connected. But he was really talking about personal responsibility and how just because someone else plays the violin doesn't mean that you don't need to, yeah. in order to have that knowledge and have that experience. Because other people's knowledges and experiences aren't yours. Like you really need to get your own and it was a new way of thinking of things yeah. for me because i totally am the kind of person is like oh that person's an artist i don't need to be an artist or that person does this like plays the piano really good i don't need to learn how to play the piano but the joy of learning a musical instrument or art or reading deeper into some 
text or knowledge or whatever the fuck it is, you know, yeah. is is feeding my experience because we are it's like this duality of like the collective and the individual and then where where is your responsibility as an individual and where is your responsibility to the collective um your responsibility as an individual is to keep growing it there there is no like uh i'm enlightened okay cool i can fucking chill like that ain't helping anyone that doesn't help anyone keep growing keep challenging yourself keep questioning these things yeah i think about it as uh i've been saying i think about it a lot i guess i'm thinking a lot um (laughs) you think (laughs) you think um that what helps me do anything is when i am not particularly invested in my ego identity to it there's like the ego that like it's like you got to use the ego for the right parts you use the ego for the motivation and you know to really like do something that's like an extension of yourself and a reflection of yourself and to show people what you're all about like that's cool that's using the ego for positive but then there's also the ego that can be like oh my god this is horrible i suck i can't imagine yeah. i don't want this to re- reflect me but then i think of it in terms of like our collective and that i'm just contributing a piece to the puzzle mm. you know each podcast each painting each soup i make yeah maybe isn't the best 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 but it's the best i can offer in this moment mm. and if i'm doing the best that i can offer in this moment i am part of the river of time Mm. where we decorate it with beautiful colors and also the river of time of how art has evolved because there's no stepping out of your influences you're so influenced by all that has come before you yeah and so yeah you can keep your art to yourself but if you do or you cannot do art but if you do it you are contributing to the evolution of style of perception of expression and then when you do that you allow other people to Mm. take your artistic style perception expression and have it inform and influence their own Mm. so yeah i think it's just much preferred to be in the game is basically what i'm trying to say yeah as opposed to on the sidelines with your little judgments and and fears yes exactly yeah it's so easy to fucking find yourself fucking riding the bench of life, mm-hmm. sitting there consuming content, watching fucking people play the game. No, I disagree with that. Oh, he shouldn't have said that. Oh, I wish I... it's so easy to fucking find yourself just riding the pines, fucking bench warmer, not even in the fucking game. But you are in the game. You're always in the game. You are in the game. Yeah. Not everyone is uh, the same sort of generator or manifester or visionary like it's kind of cool that we all have our different roles and that some people maybe it's not on the sidelines but they're more in making sure someone else's vision reaches something Mm. or contributing in a different way yeah um and that's i also love that that there's no like right way to contribute or there's no right way to do this life thing and there's i don't know it's all it's all very chill I mean, I, I think that, uh, you know, part of what Terrence McKenna was talking about and that was, you know, how, how they say in the Bible, like you have to become childlike again to, to basically recover who you were before the veil of culture and fear and all the, of this stuff got, got put over. Recovering who you were before your third eye was blinded. And, and there's a lot of ways to do that. 
there's there's a lot of technologies to do that now and there's a lot of reminders out there and i just want to serve as one of those reminders yeah i mean i think that just committing to living a more playful existence is the best that i've been able to offer for us for sure yeah yeah and also i've been influenced by a lot of people coming over here and breaking out pens and papers like early on and like oh my god we're just creating art together mm -hmm. like what could be more fun like you're just making something that didn't exist before and now it exists something exists now yeah it's this pencil drawing it's the stick figure drawing it's this moment it's this moment we were making music last night that wasn't captured wasn't written down nothing no one will ever remember what it was but it was oh my god so beautiful well, that's why, that's why I like that you're on the, the tip with me of the record label, record studio, recording studio, because the music I need to hear in this world doesn't exist. It has not been captured in the way that I want it to be captured. That impromptu, uh, raw, ketamine-fueled jam session. I'm not saying it hasn't been captured exactly and with all those... Uh, qualifiers i just said yeah. but with with my little environmental holding the yeah. space because when people are around us and they start playing music and i just my energy being in the room influences it and i want to do that i want to do that i want to create containers that help people create music that's raw and lo-fi and gritty and I, expressive, expressive embarrassing like weird yeah like a mix of like nirvana and vaporwave mm. oh well that would be an interesting combination you know and it's kind of like what i play yeah <laughs> late at night no i mean and ramina helps remind me of this all the time because he's always you know he's so good at such a prolific artist but also very um open about you know the challenges of art you know he one of his recent um art posts was about like oh thanks for saying you like my art i was just about to throw it and myself in the garbage you know <laughs> <laughs> and i think all artists can relate to that where they're like oh i'm glad you liked that because i was ready to just uh dump it yeah and see no value in it so yeah yeah there's uh all songs have not been written um, movies have shot. not been made. No. I like being a filmmaker. I'm not saying I don't want to be a filmmaker. I still love making movies. I really do think it's what we do yeah. and what we want to do. And I, I don't, I think that it is important to focus. And that's where I take your lead when you're like, Cass, you're getting distracted. I'm like, I totally believe you. We're all getting distracted. I mean, I'm, I'm as distractible as anyone. I really am. Yeah. And I think you can just make decisions to be like, okay, I'm going to focus on the filmmaking thing, but that doesn't mean that I can't have multiple dreams running. Mm -hmm. Those ideas that we're talking about, it, what excites you, let it run the show. And maybe you're in one, you have multiple cars next to each other. And maybe you drive one car far, but that doesn't mean you don't have the other Corvette in your, in your uh, garage that you can take out. Yeah. Go for a joy ride. And feels like you know the the first chapter of our filmmaking like those those 12 films we've already made it felt like they were having happening at such a a, a clip for a while it was such a such a rapid pace i think partly because um i was figuring out who i was as a filmmaker and i'd put something out and i'm like 
as I put it out, I'm like, I'm better than that already. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm better than that. Like, you know, l- let's replace that as my most recent thing with something that's, that's more reflective of who I am. And then we, we kind of got to the, the end of, of that chap- chapter of our filmmaking with a film that I'm still so proud of that I haven't really felt like this, this need to my core to like replace that as our most recent thing. That film Sweet Nothing that we made with Ayla. I just, I, I love that so much that there, there wasn't that immediate like, okay, cool, we need to balance that out with something different or something like this. And now we need to, you know, there, 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 there wasn't that driving thing. But when we were in the midst of, of that, it was, it was very much like that. We'd, we'd finished Oxiana and it was like, oh, I, I need a taste of something. Like that was so dark. We were in the shadows. Like, let's go, let's go down to Black Bike Week for four days. And like, let's just talk to people who are like very passionate about motorcycles. Like, it's not hurting anyone. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, like I felt, I felt the need to do that. And then we honored the cam girls. And then after that, I don't even know what the fuck we got into after that. Well, that's why with these boys coming over being like, yo, your space and you guys hosting is just like so powerful me- to me. I'm like, yo, you haven't even seen what we're capable oh, of creating. Dude. The space that we're capable of holding, the container where like, that's where, that's what it feels like. Yeah, maybe it's not traditional and maybe we're never going to make like records and distribute, but to record music. Mm-hmm record music like simple yeah you know like i think the industry and all this can scare you away from little dreams of like i want to record music i want to be in the space where music's being recorded yeah and that's where it feels like okay this is this is like uh it's building it's building it's yeah. building it's building it's building yeah everything uh, everything gets so commodified that i think like you know even the idea of going towards music we immediate <clears throat> immediately can't help ourselves but thinking about it as a product you know, it's oh, something yeah, like, we're going to need people to listen to and need them to buy and need them to stream millions of times in order to recuperate our, it's like, our why, investment. And yeah. it's just like, uh, yeah, why you're like, why would we get invested? Why would we get started in the business where no, the most talented musicians can't make money doing yeah, it? Yeah. And I'm like, that's a really good point. Yeah. But I really appreciate you seeing it as that's not the point. No, no, it's not because it's not about business life. Like, you know what Iggy Pop said? Yes, I do. But music say is life. And life is not a business. And that applies to all the arts across the board. And like, I I really do feel like that's just like, that's one of those, like Iggy Pop himself is a fucking flamethrower. And, and that little quote to me is like one of the fucking things that starts to torch the veil. If If you can really understand what he means by that, you start to take sovereignty back. You know, you start to lift Mm -hmm. the veil. You start to become childlike again. You start to become expressive. You start to not become so concerned with all of the things that uh, societal norms have made us concerned with. They've programmed us to be concerned with these things. And they're just limitations. They're just fucking limitations. So there's a way to break out of that. There's a way to break out. Yeah. And Iggy did it. The Stooges did it. They put out music that, like, is you listen to it now, and it's hard to believe that that even came out. That that was on a major label, and they were able to put that stuff out. Insane. Raw power. It's the name of one of their albums, but like, that's that's what his it is. lyrics are like so simple and raw. It, you it's know? like a caveman wrote them. Yeah. It, you know, so it it's not about like, hey, look how how brilliant I am. It's like it, yeah, he's it's no Robert like, Hunter, and he's he's yeah. he thrives. It's yeah. like thrive with the tools that you have. Because he's in the shit with us, you know, and and he's and he's uh, singing like it. 
and it, and it's not about like creating some false hierarchy where it's like I'm up here, I'm the priest class, and I'm giving you guys your fucking medicine. Like he's like, no, I'm I'm in it with you guys. Even the way he performed, yeah. he would be out in the crowd. Look at the look at those pictures of the Stooges performing back in the seventies. He'd be out in the crowd, like just like the crowd absorbing his power. Everybody like fucking everybody one thing. It's all one thing. It's not like here's the rock stars, and and here's the peasants that have paid to come see these no it's it's just like all one fucking thing yeah i mean i think if you were to ask me what i believe i would say art good art is like one part talent nine parts uh taste Mm. you know yeah because it's it's uh your capacity to be able to draw the most perfect portrait or whatever i mean that's cool but that doesn't mean you're gonna make art that punches someone in the gut you know Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like some of the best art I've been seeing is uh, simple sketches on an iPad, yeah. incredibly raw. The mm-hmm. best music I'm hearing is like drugged up people just, you know, twiddling around, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's about can you hit the, the deeper la- layers of experience? Can you make someone feel more connected to what's going on? Can you, I mean, I don't even know if that's taste, but it's um, it's relatability. It's passing of a baton. It's extending um your hands yeah throughout time okay so maybe let me change it it's one part talent one part taste and one part uh existentialism i guess (laughs) (laughs) for the art i like at least yeah yeah like what are we doing here why are we here what does it all mean yeah we're not alone to me it's liberating when someone brings you in on that you're like okay cool i'm not alone i'm not alone You've been through this. Other people have been through this. I can do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially, uh, especially the artists. Most of the artists we love aren't blessed with like traditional talent or traditional beauty or, uh, you know, like the, I feel like the people that you and I specifically gravitate towards are, uh, really raw beings really raw beings i think that's why we like uh just to, to mention again danny cole and, and james fisher smith so much it's like, these guys are fucking raw dogs yeah <laughs> they're the real deal man. yeah and that i i i like what our life has become because we just like put out this rogue signal and we've kind of devoted ourselves to you know wherever we're at we're like okay we're gonna get on here and, and share where we're at or yeah. make these movies or whatever it is and open up our doors so people can come in and have vegan feasts with us and meet new homies and kind of like open to connecting because we've met the coolest people by them being invited to our apartment yeah and i'm like it's kind of unique you know it's kind of a cool thing yeah you know to to not I'm like, I'm never going to be the, the person who's out there schmoozing. I'm just not. I'm not going to be that person. But no. somehow you can make things work for you. And we found a way to make our life interesting, even though we're incredible homebodies. Yeah. And probably introverts. We're not the people that go to any kind of gathering and start meeting a million people. We might meet one person. Yeah. And one become person. our best friend. Yeah. But we're not like lighting the place up with our charisma or anything like that. It's a, it's a very subtle thing. You know, and, and it, it's it, it's not out of fear or anything. It's just like we, we understand who we are and we understand what we're all about. And uh, yeah, I, I, I can do that stuff, I guess, if I need to. But I never feel the need to. 
and I, I never feel the need to like boast or brag about us because I don't want to bring someone in on this through some fucking weird sales pitch. I want them to just feel me and be curious and then look around at our art. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to be the guy handing out business cards saying, oh my God, check out our website. Oh, you got to see this movie we made or that movie we made. I would never even want to tell anyone to watch one of our movies. I don't mind. Our movies are awesome. They're they're awesome, but if you come across it and it seems like something for you, cool, click on it. Well, like, that's what's so much more it. cooler is when things happen by naturally by word of mouth. And, yeah. And that's where it's just like, oh, this is this is who likes our podcast right now. That's fucking awesome. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's very satisfying yeah. to have a community of people who are, like, interested in uh, joining us in this hangout, you know, because yeah. that's all it is. We're hanging out. Yeah fucking yeah. hanging out man <laughs> well and the the funny thing is is like we have so many more quote-unquote fans of our films than our podcast oh my god yeah you know but i really deeply care about and value those like few hundred people that really pay attention to this uh, i i for some reason care much more about that i feel much more connected to those people than the people who um, are like fans of our films. Well, because when you make a film, you're essentializing other people yeah. as an extension of yourself in some way. But in this, mm -hmm. you're just like trying to essentialize yourself. And if someone resonates with that or is on the same page as how you see the world or what you say about vaccines, they might not agree with, but they enjoyed hearing your perspective. Oh, yeah. Is like, that's cool. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I feel like when someone listens to this podcast and like resonates with us, you don't not have to agree with everything we're saying. Cause I don't agree with everything we're saying, Yeah, right. but I feel like if, if our vibe resonates with somebody, whether we've met each other or not, like we're already friends. Inevitably, anyone that's reached out to us f about this podcast, we've become friends with, we become friends with them. Yeah. Usually they blow us away and we become a fan of theirs Always. way more than they were <laughs> ever a fan of ours. <laughs> Yeah, because cause this, is, this is our way of being extroverted. This is our way of like going yeah. to the party and handing out business cards. It's like, <laughs> yeah. hey, we're here in Brooklyn just hanging out. We're yeah. looking for friends and homies and always wanting to connect with new people and collaborate and yeah. and see what you're up to. And we love art and we love music. Adventures. So we love adventures. So invite us places, yeah. you know, or or host something and invite us to something, you know. Um, oh yeah we're definitely uh, we could say that now deep into this because no one's listening anymore but like yeah invite us let's let's fucking hang out let's do something cool like we have a pretty good mojo bag we bring around with us <laughs> uh, you know we, we have some good tricks up our sleeve yeah <laughs> yeah no it's so cool and it's especially cool because like man we've dated a lot but to be in a place where we're not dating anyone or interested in dating anyone it's like we're seeking friendships because when we're dating someone, like when we were dating Mare, like we were so in it with her. That was we the project. That was a, a project. And it was like we established and developed this like really intense intimacy. Mm -hmm. And we love doing that. And but it's it's almost more fun when you do it with just friends because you can have a lot more friends than you can have partners. Yeah. Like there's no limit to how many friends you can have mm. and have a deep, deep intimacy with those friends. There is a limit to how many people you can have like a relationship with though. Oh, absolutely. Even even taking on one other person in this is like we're insane, but uh one at a time. 
it, we can't do any more than that. It like I, I don't know. Like yeah, and one, I can love a lot of people as friends, but as partners, like one at a time, and preferably like very spaced out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah, because you're like I need the time for the friends and yeah. to catch up with old homies and go on adventures and. Well, I mean, uh, to use a, f- a common phrase of you, the fact of the matter is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, the truth is, the, the I, tru- love, I love saying that. The, the truth is, we don't have to do anything. We've never pursued anyone. We've never, n- nothing like that. The universe has things in store for us that we chose, and it's unfolding. And we know, just like when we met each other, there's a deeper dance to be done here. You know when you come in, in contact with those beings. Oh, you have like a lot of work to do. And you're like, oh, we got a lot of work to do. We yeah. got a lot of work to do, don't we? Okay, awesome. This is going to be fun. And like, that's how it was with Mare, I think. I, th- I think that's why I uh, had a little bit of a rough time in like the week or two after is like wrapping my head around like, oh, we're not going to do the, I feel like we have a lot more work to do. We're not going to do that work anymore. We're just going to ignore that. Like it, it feels like um, some unfinished thing, but, but what would, what would indicate that it was finished? Mm. Uh, us all in tears us all a mess us all unable to proceed with our life yeah it being so unhealthy that you're all yeah piles of mess yeah now we can skip that part so um again as as much as i i trust that the angels brought her here i i trust that the angels are 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 taking her away they're not taking her away just a certain aspect of our relationship isn't happening anymore and that's fine it's fine it's like i can really get down with acceptance because it makes me feel good and it's and it's very liberating and acceptance is what got me to the place uh to even get this vaccine and i wasn't accepting of it until i was getting it literally in the parking lot i was saying Cass, what the fuck are we doing oh my god i know what are you doing yeah like even the morning of i'm like i can cancel the appointment i don't care like what do you want me to say like i'm so so but what am i gonna do to me that would be me being a little bitch i know our friend called me a little bitch about getting it but that would me be being a little bitch I would, I would be like, oh, no, I don't want to go do this thing because I don't even know just a, a whole slew of unnamed paranoias. Like, I don't want to give into that. Instead, all I have to remember is like, we're doing space camp. I want to be able to hug people. I want to be able to share joints. I want to be normal. You know, I want to fucking do the dance with my community and, and not feel like, oh shit, where did they come from? Who were they around? How did they get it? Did you fly here? Did you wear a mask? Like, I, I don't want to think about all that stuff. And to me, the best way to not think about it is to just uh, go along with this right now. Oh, yeah. I'm like 10 million times more grateful that I was able to get the vaccine than upset that I have to take a vaccine. Yeah. But that's just me. I don't know. I might be fucked up. <laughs> Look, I don't care. I am so psyched about this fucking summer. And this, to me, gives us the freedom to operate this summer the way we want to. We're going to see fucking Ween if they even think about fucking postponing or canceling that fucking show. You'll be like, I got this vaccine for nothing. I got this fucking vaccine so I could be <laughs> at Ween in Dillon, Colorado, June 25th and 26th with my fucking homies, tripping out, listening to the best music I've ever heard. And I need to do that. I, my soul needs it. And that's like, that's what's keeping me alive right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, cool. We have something on the calendar for the first time in a long motherfucking time. We have something on the calendar that we like, we have to strive to to like be ready for that moment, and it's cool. It, it gives me purpose, and you know one of one of the things on the on the many things we need to do to get there was to get this vaccine, mm-hmm. and to and to get over some things, some some deep fears that I have, because there's there's a lot of truth out there about uh, about r- reasons not to take this, but but I think if we're going to get past coronavirus, we have to be willing to collectively let it go 
And in the current system we're in, we're in a capitalist system. Corners are going to be cut. Profits are the concern. Not that, not necessarily the health of the people, but here, here's my workaround for that. Okay. <laughs> if they're so, if they are so concerned with profits, they did right by us with whatever, whatever they gave us, even if it was just placebo. They're not going to give us anything that they know is going to harm us, I think, because that will eat into their profits. That will put them out of business. Yeah. So you got, you know, you got to look at it, at it like that. I'm like, yo, I'm like, maybe this vaccine is fucked. And because I got it, I can get free health care for the rest of my life. Hey, like, uh, because I got like, it, maybe we could get in on this fucking class action lawsuit or, or whatever <laughs> weird side effects we all, we all get. But I would rather be the, I would rather be with the masses, I guess. And be like, all right, cool. I'm in here with you guys. We all took this fucking dumb shot. And now we have pinheads. Is, that's the concern. No, that's just our, the imagery for the Church of Chill. I think, the skulls see, the, <laughs> I think the skulls are like expanded consciousness, like your brain is growing. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not Pinheads. I do, Coneheads is like one of my favorite movies, though, and Great I haven't movie. seen it in like 20 years. Great so fucking movie. Maybe we can revisit that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, we will, we will come up with new and inventive ways to torch the veil, but... Uh, you know the, these titles, these little these little sayings that we we end up like weaving a whole episode around. They're just mantras for us. They're they're little reminders that get us through the week. You know, and they sound cool. The hell, torch yeah. the veil sounds very cool. Does it? I think it sounds great. Yeah, torch the veil with with whatever fucking means you have to do it. And all the veil is is the illusions, the illusions that have been fucking thrown your way for you to transcend them for you to torch them and say that ain't getting in my way i ain't fucking buying that illusion i ain't buying that one i ain't buying that one because i want to get to know who i am and like i said on our last patreon exclusive podcast when you know who you are the rest is static and that's a beautiful fucking place to be Mm -hmm. that's centered that's with god yeah as you know yourself in truth Mm. And usually it happens from just quieting down. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny that we do a lot of talking, but I feel like my my most direct access. Well, is that's what we're doing. I mean, it's a podcast. What are we going to do? Get on here and sit in silence. One we day. We do that most One of day. the time. Most of our life is sitting here in silence. I can't wait for our in silence episode. That'd be hilarious. We'll put one out. It's just like yeah, we just sit here in silence. Maybe have the like maybe have like color change and just mm. be like oh we're just going to sit and meditate together and you're going to play this video and we'll play a bell at the end okay that's, i mean that's that's compelling content if i ever saw any yeah we'll do two one, people sitting in silence how long would it be five hours <laughs> it's like live nice we'll we'll do we'll do five hours of silence and then follow that up with our eddie 40 and Edward, Edward Forty, 40 hands. hands episode. Yeah, we talked about Edward Forty Hands. Um, yeah, we're we're doing Patreon exclusive episodes. Um, uh, Patreon uh, people who support us on Patreon, you are my favorite boss I've ever had. I love you. <laughs> oh yeah. I love you. Yeah. I will work for you. I will continue to work for you, and I will get better at working for you. Uh, the, the only people I've ever felt comfortable working for. Yeah, I'm like okay. I'm like trying to get creative. Of like, how else? What else can we, we do? We have so many dope ideas, and like, uh, like Maddie was giving us some really good ideas the other night. We did a little session with her, and like, we were listening to some good music and had some good medicine, and the, and the ideas were flowing, and like, she's super creative. She and and she gets us. So I like when she's like. You guys should do a fucking video on every drug you've taken. I'm like, yeah, that's a fucking good idea. On like a, that drug. That's oh, oh, even better. 
there's yeah. this is us talking about it and then this is us doing it yeah and it's just like <laughs> a, like a 15 20 minute thing yeah th- th- we have lots of ideas send it to your parents yeah i, th- I think a, a lot of our content moving forward we'll see I, a lot of it is going to have to live on patreon for now until until the jig is up over there um so uh it, it, like we're a little bit more uncensored and raw and loose over there and we have a patreon uh, we have a discord community that is like the light of our life mm. and we put out these church of chill um radio mixes that are meant to trip to and and hang out with your friends and just mellow out and not control the music and just let go not worry about what track is it what's coming on next or anything like that just let go just let go and like experience it with us so that's all going on at patreon.com slash church of chill the support means the world to us um every person that support us is like it's pushing us further towards independence in a way and not having to rely on a commercial coming in or us having to fucking sell out in some way so be really freaking cool i thought of another reason we got the vaccine to just say before we end because i, I don't me. really want to talk about vaccines every episode no so i'm never going to mention it again and i'm embarrassed that we even talked about it this time so let's have this be a wrap but um we're going to have more guests on our podcast. Like this of has course. been really fun doing just you and me for a while. We and were I think isolated we'll keep for it a going, year. Keep it going. But yeah, it'll be fun to, to be able to convene with people in that space as well. Comfortably. Yeah. I mean, next episode, Robert Ryan, our, our heavy hitter, heavy hitter. I mean, we'll see if that happens. I mean, we're about to like, it's going to be the day after we trip and I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. We'll we're going to do this fucking crazy ass lift off with him. And then the idea is, is the next morning we'll, we'll get on there and reflect a little bit and, and try to get try to get a little podcast. We're gonna do it. Okay. We're gonna do it, and it's gonna be dope. And uh, Robert, Robert is uh, he's a mentor. What the fuck? You it call all, him it in, comes and, uh, full circle. It comes full circle. I've thought hard about this. I thought I thought hard about this. I was like, I don't really have that person. Robert is the perfect person for that. You know. He puts in the work. He puts in the fucking work, man. He's the real deal. And and I love him, and he loves us, and like, how cool is it that a guy like Robert invites us to his temple to do this? And like, it's just, it's so cool. I'm so. scared. Yeah, I haven't been scared in a long time, and I'm scared. I, me neither. We fucking smoke toad. We smoke fucking DMT. We smoke. No, we, we I feel drink like he's ayahuasca. gonna be like, sit up. Yeah. I'm like, I want to be Uncross in the field position. Your legs. Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna be like, sit up. <laughs> I'm expecting to have a bamboo thing, and he's hitting me. No, I mean, I think he's going to be doing a lot of chanting and I think it's going to help us through because uh, he sings and chants and does all the things. So I, th- I think it's going to be a proper ceremony and I'm, I'm willing to let go. It, it makes me a little nervous, but um, I'm willing to let go and I'm, I know it's temporary and it will benefit us. I've never regretted any of these experiences. Yeah, same. They've made us who we are. So yeah, stand by for the Robert Ryan episode. That's the next one that's going to drop and yeah, more interesting guests to come. Cool. Aho, amen, aight, whoop, whoop. Peace, love, and magic, y'all. Peace, love, and magic.